0: Previously on Hackway Heights. You were all in prison together and were released thanks to a mock shark named Mr. Dick. The three of you are $10,000 in debt to this rather nefarious figure. Yes, I
1: really don't know what we're doing here.
0: Do you know? The three of you are guarding a mock fox.
1: What's up your ass? Huh?
0: What's up my ass? Yeah. You want to know what's up my ass?
2: We all got baggage, let's deal with it together.
0: That's when the explosion happens. Grimley is going to pull out his flintlock pistol, and Dave, he's going to fire at you.
1: And I say, look here, everybody! Cool your chits. Somebody fix Nesbit, or I'll blow the whole shit up!
2: Well, before we run back to Mr. Dickey, don't you think we should at least see what's in this
0: case? And you see... Thousands of dollars, maybe even twenty thousand dollars. And you hear the sound of ropes coming down buildings as more of these structural integrity unionists start to descend on the factory that you all are walking away from.
3: I think I covered it up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you all are standing there uh, a little frightened by these people coming down and whether or not they're going to pick up your trail and come after you, you hear a falcon overhead screech and then return back to the building right next to you. Sally, you look up and you lo- it looks, it appears like there was a figure in the window receiving the falcon and then disappearing back into the shadows you guys are in a bit of a pickle what do you guys want to do
3: is there any place to hide close by
0: i mean there's buildings around uh i'm
3: looking i'm thinking more like dumpsters uh piles of pallets any, anywhere know.
2: we hide outside uh you, you'd probably see our
1: tracks too though we probably yeah. need to hide inside
3: true Well, we can't do inside. They own these buildings. They know these buildings better than we do.
1: I know that, you know, Tremolo left a bloody mess in the snow right (laughs) around the doorway, for sure. Um, Are we tracking blood in the sand, uh, the snow now that we've gone a little ways? Or is it just our footprints in the snow at this point?
0: Uh, You look down and you can see that blood from Nesbitt's shoulder wound from where he got shot. It's not as bad as it could be, but it's enough to be visible. You know, every once in a while, as you guys walk, uh, a drip will come down his sleeve.
1: Tremolo's first thought was to, we could walk in a straight line and he could just swing his tail in the snow and cover our tracks, but not going to work with blood. (laughs) That's going to smear around in
0: the snow. Uh, I mean, time is of the essence. Like you could, like I said, it's six blocks. It's a little far, but like. Uh, Was this person that
2: uh, from this person's vantage point with the Falcon that we saw, could he see the building that we just came from?
0: Yeah, they would be able to see that. They they are are, um, this figure where the Falcon went into the window is uh, the building is like 25 stories. And he's about twelve.
3: Could he see us from the window? Could he? You don't he? know
0: if that you. Okay. You just saw the falcon go into the window, and then the person receding into the shadows. You didn't okay. even really get a good look at like what they were, who they were, mm-hmm. and whether or not they actually noticed you. Or but if, if I could see him, me.
3: there's a chance he could see us.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. It, so, and I guess what I'm saying, also hiding, can we? Can we duck around a building? To book it. Like, you know, I mean, it's blocks. Like, okay, because all these guys are rappelling down around the glue factory. Mm -hmm. If we can just duck around, I mean, they can follow us, but.
2: Yeah, we could maybe try and just like run to like some sort of trolley, some sort of system where we wouldn't leave tracks.
3: Yes. And also also where there's lots of tracks. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay.
0: You also have the option of overhead, you can hear the creaking of the cable cars. There's those. Those aerial trams, yeah, overhead, but they're all
1: heading up. I right? know I, they're all heading.
0: Well, up I mean, some of them have to head down, right?
2: But you, the conceivably, like our tracks would lead to the gable car, and then there's only
0: <laughs> one place that a gable car could go. No, I'm or saying like y- if you go up the building, yeah, yep. you would be able to get on it and go down because there's go cars the going underside. up and down. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. And these cable cars, do we operate them themselves or is there like a little guy that like controls? There's stuff a guy
0: with tickets and stuff. So, I mean, it's yeah. uh, like, and I'm not trying to push you guys in any kind of direction. Right. I just, just, I want you to know all your options. And uh, this is kind of, these are the options. I think, I,
2: I think, I think yeah. running might be the best <laughs> option. Running. We have, run. yeah. we have to
1: run. We have to
2: run.
3: I want to get at, yeah, I want to get out of this place. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to like hook arms with, Babbitt and Tremolo, who I think might be the slowest.
0: And Babbitt has already taken off. Okay. <laughs> While you guys are debating go. it, Babbitt is already Where just is like you? I can't go back to jail. And he, he runs Oh away. no,
3: poor Babbitt.
2: Alright, I sprint after Babbitt.
0: Let's do dex checks for everybody. So a dex check is your uh we're doing three D six and you just have to get under your score.
2: I got a six.
3: Eleven. Fourteen. Oh.
0: Not so good with tremolo. Okay. No. All right. That's okay. You said you were assisting him, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Him and Nezi. Uh,
3: cho- I chose my guys.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Uh, David, I need you to lose a hit point. A hit protection.
2: Okay. I believe I recovered to three last time. So. You did
0: recover to three out yeah. of four, which was, was your max. But you are, as much as um, Babbitt was trying to help you, he could only do so much.
1: You're still leaking.
0: The more you exert yourself, the higher the chances are that you may pass out. Yeah. This is something that you guys are going to have to take care of you guys are running and so i imagine you're just trying to make it back to civilization like where there's people yeah
4: where where there's tracks yeah right
2: this is a restricted area that i'm i'm sure has like very little tracks if any so if we can reach back to a population where we can hop on a trolley and just like
0: and are you ducking are you ducking in between places like well, it's, uh, you're zigzagging through alleys. I, like that's what I would. Through.
1: That's what I would think. But Babbitt mm-hmm. is leading the way right now. He's the fastest of all of us, and he yeah. started. Babbitt run.
2: seems to know where he's going. I guess uh, so.
0: I, I would say you guys catch up to him. Uh, yeah. He okay. is uh, six foot six and okay. uh, a big okay. guy. He's lumbering. So he just yeah. had a head start. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he probably knew he needed that head start, and that's why he started. He's <laughs> like, they're going to make a decision. <laughs>
3: they're gonna run (laughs) (laughs) yeah with or without me they're gonna run okay
0: Babbitt's running and then you catch up you're like oh good idea we should run and then you know tremolo goes down this way and you guys duck down one alley and then sally says cut through here really quick you're able to find like maybe patches where like the snow isn't as plentiful because it's it's in between buildings so the snow hasn't really dropped in that area due to wind it's not as as dense and maybe that breaks up your tracks a little bit, but then you start hearing the sounds of people and as you're doing pretty good, like you've pushed yourself about as hard as you possibly could today. And it's just like adrenaline and fear and uh, a desire to not be dead in this terrible landlocked Hackway Heights with the ocean so far away. You don't want to die here and you start to hear people and you hear uh, a guy calling out uh, tickets for the 930 on sale, tickets for the 930 on sale don't miss them, don't miss them last chance and you have made your way back to Freehold Station which is where these cable cars run up to the tops of these buildings also across the street from the Freehold Station is an entrance to the famed Hackway of Hackway Heights, and I'm going to pull up a little map. So you all are located here at Freehold Station. This blue line represents the Hackway, and it's intersected with this orange line, which represents all these cable cars. And you can see that these cable cars lead back to the headquarters for the Union of Structural Integrity, the people that you're running from. North of here is the Benz Civic Park. And south of here is the department of reclaimed property. And further south from there is where you know Mr. Dick is located.
3: Does the hackway go just one direction? Yeah,
0: it is a loop. It all goes in one direction. You pay for it, and you get on until you want to get off.
3: And it's an all-you-can-ride ticket cost.
0: Yeah, so there's no... Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's $5 to get on, and it takes you... As many times around as you want to go,
2: it's five dollars to get on. I, yeah, do we even have enough? <laughs> well, I was about to say, I guess we you have literally
0: have you literally have twenty thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, twenty thousand. But uh, once we touch that money, it's uh, you know it's a thing.
0: <laughs> I love the idea that you guys would go, you would spend the five dollars, <laughs> which would put you down fifteen bucks minus whatever <laughs> you actually have on your person, and you'd be like, I don't know if we're going to get that ten dollars back to cover. <laughs> Like the whole adventure becomes. Can we get that ten dollars to, to make it make it twenty k?
2: make it twenty. We did use ten of these dollars.
3: You know, we could use a long ride. I don't know about anything else. But... Yeah, we we, we talked.
2: I mean, that's true.
3: We could just kind of <laughs> sit on the hackway for a long I time. Sit now. on the hackway
2: no. and, and even though we literally it. need
3: to go one place backwards, we could go twelve stations. <laughs>
2: I know we talked last time. Does any of us have like some sort of hideout or, or or just like apartment or something
0: nearby? So you guys got out. You'd been staying with like a dormitory around where Mister Dick is. Yeah, like okay. he'd put you guys up. Yeah, for like the last week. Um, but I mean, you guys got money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You can find <laughs> a place a to money. stay.
3: <laughs> so, okay. Um, I I want to push towards the hackway. I'm like, get on, get on, yeah. get on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's get
2: on and, and head
3: north, I would say.
0: As you guys are heading towards the hackway, Babbitt says, um, I think we... I think that's it. I'm going to move on.
3: Oh, Babbitt. What,
2: what, what are you going to do, Babbitt? I mean, are, are you just going to go back to... Ogilvy's hideout or...
0: Really haven't thought too much about what I'm supposed to do next, but... And he looks at Salty Sally with her her big eyes and Nezzy with his blood running down his shoulder in front of all these people and Tremolo's black, (laughs) glassy eyes. And he says, but I think I have a lot that I need to work on. I need to go sort it out myself. And I don't know if it's best if I sort it out with you all.
2: Can we at least have a gentleman's agreement that what happened at that warehouse stays between us because we all know that if they find us, we're going to get blamed for it.
0: And he takes a, he takes a pretty good think about what you just said. Not too long, but you can tell that he's really, he may have already been thinking about it. And he says, I don't think I ever want to talk about this ever again. Good man. And he looks at Sally one last time. He says, it's nice meeting you, Sylvia. And then he turns around.
3: Bye, Babbit.
0: And walks away.
1: Her name's Sally. Bye, Babbit.
0: <laughs> he, he walks <laughs> off. And now you guys don't have to worry about that NPC. Um, <laughs> uh, Hallie starts pushing you guys towards the, the hackway. Are you guys going to just hop on and. Yes. I
3: start Let's taking it the, the bag. I don't know even who has it, if it's me or if it's somebody else. But I just I'm going to like count out the money that I know we need. <laughs> we should probably hide that
2: bag. Yeah, maybe we should take out uh, some spending money so we don't have oh, to okay. open this right, large all right, all right. bag of money all the time. Take Gail, out a pack be... and zip it up.
0: Yeah, there we go. Gail, you're going to be in charge of the ledger of how much money you guys are spending from this twenty k. If you get a little spreadsheet going,
3: I got it and see how fast thing. you
0: guys how fast you guys cook this money up. I'm really excited that you guys are now starting to dip into it um okay but
2: <laughs> well, without that money I don't think we had enough money to even board. <laughs> no
3: yeah I've got I got two dollars
2: <laughs> I had five I had enough for
3: my share for you yes. Oh yeah. three uh, well, yeah. yeah yeah so two of us could go <laughs> Sally it's could run way. next to the hackway <laughs> Is,
2: is there any thing I need to do in order to stabilize this wound or does it just need like a bit of time without strenuous activity?
0: I think you need medical attention. Like it went clean through like, okay.
2: Is there any like kind of like underworldy place I would know of to get this done without like going to like just a hospital? Yeah. And where, where would that be?
0: There's a place not far from here called the Indigo Ranch and, uh, It's, it's a factory that has been gutted out and turned into a horse farm in the city. And you know that there's, there's like a, there's an underworld boss who works through, through there. And, uh, that if you pay the right people, you might be able to find somebody who could stitch you up.
2: Well, uh, I think I need to get this tended to, uh, there's a place I know at the Indigo Ranch where I think I could get that done, but
3: I'm hurting bad. All right, all right. Let's get let's get you what you need, Nezzy. It's just two stops. Indigo Ranch, sir.
0: Uh, you guys make your way onto the Hackway. The Hackway is this buzzing electric tunnel, above ground tunnel, that has like a, a like almost like a chain link grid above it, and you see these huge taxi sized bumper cars, and uh, on the back of it, it has this long rod that reaches up and uh grazes this electric fence and you can hear sparks flying as this uh, this completes the current and gives the hacks the electricity needed to propel them forward. Uh, so you see them buzzing. You see a couple of people a couple of guys who are waiting for passengers to, to come on and uh, you get your ticket and you come over to uh, this like this dude who's just sitting, not really paying attention. He's got a book. Uh, he's got dark braided hair. And he has a book in one hand that he's been reading. And uh, he doesn't even like look at you guys when you come up to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, just you know, hop in the back. We'll be going soon.
2: Indigo Ranch.
0: Oh, yeah, not too far, not too far. How you guys doing? He closes the book. You guys having a good night? He starts revving up the uh, hackway. I'm kinda of trying
2: to duck down so that he doesn't see I'm like actively bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to act like everything's normal.
0: <laughs> it's open air, so there's no like um like rear view mirror. He's not looking up or anything at anything to look back okay. at you. It's like a bumper car, mm. but with like yeah. many seats.
1: I must say I'm terrified. I've never seen anything like before. Oh. Yeah,
0: you have the oh. the buzz of this electricity and you can just cut kind of, like uh the fabric on your body, starts to kind of stand up a little bit, almost like a little static cling. And he says, well, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a pretty good evening. Get out of the cold. It's nice down here. You guys having a good night? Uh, yeah, to remember.
2: Without a doubt.
0: Now is the point where that map that I showed you guys, in between every point, I need you to make a die roll. It's a d6. If you roll anything but a one, nothing happens and you start making your way to the next point. If you roll a one, something's going to happen.
2: So just one of us needs to roll.
0: So one person roll a D6 right now. We'll designate. Uh, David, you've already got a die in your hand. So give me a one. It's a five. Okay. All right. So you guys start to buzz down this hackway, And you pass the Ben's Civic Park. You're getting close. You're halfway there. Gail, can you roll the other D6? To get you all to the Indigo Ranch. Very. All
1: right. I just want to say throughout this, uh, Tremolo is very nervous, and so he's being very chatty with the driver. <laughs> no. Asking about his day, how's his day gone?
0: Uh, I gotta say, this is gonna be my, uh, my last night. Uh, or not my last night, this is my last ride I'm giving tonight. Uh, my shift's about up, and oh. now I'm gonna go to a little concert. Oh, nice
3: yeah oh where Real
0: nice where's the concert oh uh, it's actually you know it's kind of nice you guys are going to indigo ranch it's over at the gallery of transient art there's a there's a little concert venue right next to it
1: i love music <laughs> i i i play myself actually
0: oh yeah yeah what do you play little guy and he looks uh, back and you... you see him weaving in between his cars and <laughs> Like, slowly drifting <laughs> towards another bumper car. Like, you know, it's going to get close. Oh,
1: excuse me, sir. Excuse me, in front. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> but I play the violin, <laughs> actually. Uh, I have it on me.
0: <laughs> no shit.
1: It's really very
3: good.
0: My niece, yes. she plays the violin. And he looks back and he goes, oh. You're a lizard.
1: <laughs> yes, that I am. Very astute. Wow. Wow. So,
0: uh, oh shit you don't look so good and then you guys like bump into uh an- another hack <laughs> uh as he like realized nezzy is like pale from blood loss. and he's like oh shit you don't look so good and you guys bump into another as as it curves around and you guys kind of ricochet off and he's like who the fuck was that guy hey, hey, hey. watch it stay in your lane stay in your lane and he turns back pinch, around, not having one of his legs.
3: cheeks <laughs> while he's doing that, and then
0: is he going to be okay? And he's
3: yeah, it's fine.
0: He's just it's, it's just, just, just my like, natural complexion.
1: Don't worry. Yeah, just like I'm a lizard, he always looks like a corpse. Oh, <laughs> it's totally natural. Uh, please watch the and he whatever this is
0: road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, it's fine. It's fine. And he he's still looking back at you. He's like, look, I've been reading this book. About vampires? Are you a vampire? Uh, not,
2: not that I'm aware of. You can check my teeth. Okay. I, I give him a look at my pearly whites.
0: And he says, because I just got to the chapter here where they explain teeth, and they say, you guys can pull them in and out of your mouths. Is that how that works? <laughs> and you just hear, like, people honking their horns. As he's weaving through, and he's having this, like, real serious. I need to know right now, did I just give a fare to a vampire? And are you guys like his minions?
1: Absolutely not, sir. But we are in a bit of a rush. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, we kind of need to get to the ranch as soon as possible. And you're, you're kind of going slow and running into things. No.
0: Oh, um, I didn't notice. It, I didn't know that we had a professional hackway driver in the backseat. Is that you? Oh, I'm not that.
1: No. I <laughs> <Okay. laughs> would never call myself that. Uh, yeah. I um, would, I,
0: you know, it sounded like you were, but I wasn't sure.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, But uh, um, I am an expert on my friend Nezzy here, and he is no vampire, (laughs) that is for sure. Um, Nezzy?
0: Nezzy, is that short for something? What's that short for, Nezzy? Uh,
2: It's not short for anything, actually.
0: Okay. Nezzy's not much of a vampire name. That's kind of lame. I thought that was short
3: for Ah, (laughs) Nez... Nesbit? (laughs) Nesbit is his nickname.
0: Oh. Okay. Nesbitt.
3: Nezzy is his birth name,
0: yeah. I'm going to remember yeah. this name, Nesbitt. And he, <laughs> he pulls up to stop this <laughs> Indigo Ranch. And he says, <laughs> and he bumps into, you know, the railing. And he says, you all have a pleasant evening. I'll be watching you guys. You come back on oh. these uh, Hackway again. It better not to be sucking anybody's blood, okay, Bal."
2: Next time, maybe you should start reading books about mermaids. Won't give you as much fear of uh, your passengers.
0: Do mermaids exist? I'm assuming you guys are leaving. <laughs> he's Walking just yelling, slowly.
3: yelling, do they exist? <laughs> yeah, he's noticing that this is obviously a seafaring chum. He's like, well, if anybody would know. <laughs> yeah, The driver
2: from the <laughs> that we escaped the scene of the crime from now knows my name. Yep. That's not going to come yep. bite us in the butt, I'm sure.
0: You guys make your way out of the Hackway and over to the Indigo Ranch. And, David, I'm going to say that Nezzy is able to pay somebody to stitch him up. Like, he knows the right people. I think that seems logical. And it's going to cost you guys some money. How much? Uh,
3: For for the spreadsheet. How much?
0: In order to do, like, a back alley underground, it's going to be $250.
3: Okay, then.
0: If you had gone to, like, a hospital hospital, it'd be, like, 400
2: Okay. So this is a discount.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to, after I'm patched up, I am going to pull out my, my not very often used shirt from my bag. And I'll, I'll, I'll put that on. Okay.
0: Dave, I'm also going to ask you, because you guys are doing this in a kind of, like, dirty underground place, I need you to roll a d4 and not roll a 1. Okay. Mm. Two. All right. Okay. All right. You don't get infection
3: <laughs> from horse manure and not
0: wherever we are. From these vet tools. <laughs> yeah, I would
2: hate to have my shoulder amputated because of an infection.
0: How? Yeah. When you guys are at this doctor, this like vet. How? What are you guys doing with the bag of money?
3: Um. So, S- Sally. Um. She, Like I said, she wears very bulky clothes, but it's because she keeps all of her stuff under her clothes so that nobody even knows that she has stuff. Um, She has very much like a Cruella DeVille physique where it's like very bulky and triangular at the top and then slenders down to these tiny little feet. Um, I love that. And so her sack, she already has a sack of various different tools that are hidden on her person that no one knows that she has yet, as well as an urn of pig's milk. Um, and so she's kind of sticking into one of her many compartments in her shirt this sack and then just sitting there with her head up.
1: All right. Trimolo is visiting with the horses because oh. he loves animals.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you're able to go in there. Um, it's uh, heading towards like after hours, but since you guys are kind of Backdoor dealing kind of stuff. Like, they let you in. There's like really beautiful, like Palominos, and this, like, there's this gray horse that just looks like um, smoke on the water. And, um, you hear this woman, cowboy boots, walking down this concrete factory. And she comes up to you. She's got, uh, dirty blonde hair that's tied back in a ponytail and her skin is uh, red from having been out in the sun a lot. She's older in her 50s maybe and she's got a, a button up shirt and a big belt buckle. It's got indigo written across the front of it.
1: Hello miss. Hello. Uh, my name is Tribolo. Uh, my friend is uh, in the other uh, barn over there and, uh, with some of your acquaintances. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if I might meet a horse. I've never done it before, and um, I, I've heard great things, and I, I'd love to um, to meet one of your horses, please.
0: Looking at her face, I don't know if you register when you first see her. She seems kind of stern. But when you say, could I please meet a horse? You see her demeanor shift, lighten up, soften a little bit. And she says, yeah, sure. What's your name? Uh, Tremolo. Uh, your name, miss? And she grabs your hand firmly. And she says, my name's Anita. Uh,
1: hello, Anita. Very nice to meet you.
0: It's a pleasure. And she goes to unbolt one of these gates, one of these stalls, and starts to move the horse. And uh, she says, "So you've never, you've never ridden, been around a horse or anything before?"
1: No, I have not. I love animals, uh, but uh, so far in life have had the worst uh, encounters with them, and I don't understand why. Uh, uh, but I want to cuddle one so, so dearly. Are horses cuddle cuttably.
0: Not they're kinda of a little too big to cuddle, but oh, okay. they're really nice to like lay your head on. And you can that sounds fine. They're strong, powerful creatures, and when you lay your head on them, you can hear the insides working so hard to create this powerful animal. It's Very soothing, actually. And a little inspiring. You make
1: it sound magical.
0: Maybe that's why I built this ranch. Because I think it is kind of magical. And she takes you over to this horse. She leads it out. And she holds out her hands like she's about to pick you up. But she's kind of waiting to see if she has permission to do so. Oh, oh, yes, please. And she lifts you up and helps you up onto uh, this uh, horse your legs flop over either side of the saddle and she holds her hand up to hold your hand to keep you kind of steady on the back of this horse and you can hear the the sound of its hooves trotting on this concrete dirt covered floor and she's going to take you for like a little lap she says thank you you mind if i ask what happened to your friend in there
1: Oh, yes, um, well, he was wounded, you know, I don't know how that happens, it's a beautiful horse, very beautiful horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have always loved horses, you know, there's a lot of people in the city who don't get a chance to see them as much anymore, they're more interested in the, uh, the hackway and, uh, automobiles.
1: Oh, not me! <laughs> I, uh, I I'm much more interested in nature and the sea, and um, and I, I've always had an interest in animals, and I, I don't know why. Um, uh, and uh, most of them absolutely hate me, <laughs> despise me, try to chew my arms off and such, <laughs> or run the other way. But apparently, I just needed to find a horse. <laughs> this makes me very happy.
0: It might help that I'm here. These horses don't act up if I'm around.
1: That may very well be the thing. And perhaps um, we should meet some dogs together as well. (laughs) I'd much prefer to to pat a dog sometime. Um, Do you have that effect with dogs, Anita?
0: Uh, You know, I don't know if I do, but I'll look into it. And if I do and we meet again, I'll take you to a kennel sometime. I would love it.
1: (laughs) It would make make me very happy indeed.
0: You know, you're such a gentle soul. I'm a little worried. About what? I'm worried how somebody like you ended up in the situation you're in. The company you keep seems a little dangerous.
1: Oh, just because Nessie likes to keep his shirt off and tattoos on. (laughs) He's, He's not very rough, really. He's very kind. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, But uh, if I'm honest, I am terrified for my life most moments. Um, But such is the life of a small lizard.
0: (laughs) And the friend of yours, Nezzy, how did he end up with that wound? Oh circumstances
1: and such (laughs) you know you know how it is out there I mean you humans are not as durable as you would like to think you're always running into sticks and bubbles and bullets and such and it's ridiculous as you're
0: doing that as you're going down this list she stops the horse I think this ride's over oh what did I say something to offend you her eyes lock with yours there's not much that goes on here that I don't know about. I make it my job. Your friend down there has a bullet hole through his shoulder. And you all have a good sum of money to pay to get that bullet hole fixed. Would you like to tell me how he got that bullet hole? And maybe we could keep riding this horse. Oh. Um, <clears throat> the quick answer
1: is No. <laughs> I would not like to tell you um but uh, but I do appreciate your friendship Anita and I have I have a feeling that because you have such a large fine facility here and you are you have the means to help our friend in the way that you are that's um You probably deal with occasions like this uh, quite frequently. And you may be someone who understands how one may find themselves in a predicament that they never asked to be in. And then find themselves with a bullet hole straight through their shoulder. And bleeding out, as you say. Would you understand that?
0: I do understand that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so we're not uh, an oddity here, are we?
0: No, not at all. I think you fit right in. Well, I I hope
1: that that is good news. Um, <clears throat> but but yes, um, I I don't believe it's that big of a deal. Uh, for my friend, yeah, he needs to be patched up a little bit, and we'll be on our way. Um, of course. Uh, We do, we do, uh, uh, you know, thank you for the pricing that you offered. (laughs) uh, That is one reason to come here, uh, over many more. We're very, very poor creatures, and, um, you know, uh, that's a a nice price cut you give there.
0: (laughs) We try. Tremolo. Yes? After this evening and you and your friends go about your night your evening and every day afterwards if you should find yourself in a bit of trouble I hope that you feel like you can come back here for more than just medical attention I appreciate that very much Anita and she leads the horse into the stall helps you get down
1: thank you again so much for the ride and for the conversation yes it's been my great pleasure to meet you and to get to know you.
0: And she uh, she kind of waves and turns her back to you and makes her way back. You can see her walking on towards a staircase that leads up to this um, catwalk that wraps around the building. She starts making her way up those stairs.
1: Oh, Anita, while she's walking up, I run back. She turns uh, back. You have shared so much with me. And he takes his violin out. May I share something with you? A a gift for a gift. Go ahead. And he starts playing his violin.
0: Make a charisma check with your violin. So I think because you're using violin. So the, the way the game works for people who are listening, who've never played this game, which I imagine could be a lot of folks. Everybody has three stats, strength, dexterity, and charisma, and they got that stat score by rolling 3d6 and taking the sum. Whenever they make a check, they roll 3d6 and try to get under whatever that score was. But uh, in the regular game, people roll d20s. I just do 3d6s, and I also allow for players to be able to... Uh, get advantages and disadvantages on these rolls. And by advantage and disadvantage, I'm able to subtract how many dice they roll. And I think because of the conversation we just had and you're using your violin, I'm going to allow you to roll just 2d6. What's your charisma score? It is 10. Okay. So So there is a chance you could still fail it. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> I just rolled three. I'll, I won't say anything about it. I just rolled three, and I think I made it. But I'll I'll do the roll the two. Good eight. All right.
0: <laughs> you play for a little bit,
1: and it's very charismatic.
0: Apparently, it's well. It's it's well done. <laughs> it's well done. Yeah. And uh, you, she smiles and she listens through your whole bit, and then you hear a door creak in the back, and it's Sally. Sally, you see him playing to this woman on a staircase and you were coming up here to say that nezzy's good to go what do you think as you watch him playing this violin
3: i think he's just just a wonderful violin player but i also think i need to stay in the shadows i don't think anyone who owns horses wants to know that sally salty sally hill's in the building (laughs)
0: Uh, he finishes the song and starts making his way back, and you all are able to uh, meet back up. Nezi with a shirt this time, and uh, you guys are gonna grab like a, a room for the evening somewhere.
1: Tremolo's fine. I don't have to sleep.
3: On <laughs> a well, mockery. I- Nezzy's on some pretty strong meds. He's already asleep, and I could use a rest. (laughs) He's on horse pills. Um,
2: And I was hungry when we uh, got to there, and all I had was a cracker. So uh, a bite and a nap would suit me just fine.
3: I've heard that there's some cheap digs near the greasy mandolin and that they serve some food. Or we could try and find some finery somewhere, since we've already spent 265 bucks.
2: I don't think we need to make uh, any, you know, have a low profile sounds like a good thing to me. People like us at a fancy restaurant might attract a little attention. But uh, we have some important decisions to make over dinner, potentially.
3: Yeah, do we want to get back on the heckway Or do we want to...
2: I, yeah, I think the I think the greasy mandolin sounds about right.
3: All right, fifteen bucks.
0: All right, you guys hop back on the Hackway. That's another fifteen dollars, and uh, that is two more d sixes. You guys need to roll three. That gets you to you pass by a stop. That's uh, you see these murals for the Gallery of Transient Art and then you start making your way hopefully to the towards the it's a it's um it's kind of like the starving artist quarter of hackway heights so we need one more d6 five all right you guys get to the uh this uh artist quarter and sally leads you guys down an area where there is music being played Um, You can hear the sounds of a mandolin. Uh, It sounds similar to country bluegrass music. Uh, And um, there's this place called the Greasy Mandolin. It's got a sign on the front that's just, like, biscuits and, like, a a pitcher of gravy that's being poured over top of it. Somebody's drawn in, like, little bits of sausage chunks in in it. And uh, you go in, and it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a dive bar, wood flooring. There's a bartender to the left. And uh, these tables, not really organized throughout the building. Some of them look like they've been brought together, moved apart. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it, really. Uh, but they're all, uh, people are facing a stage where a band is playing music. And uh, you can see everybody's got, like, these big plates... And there's carts being pushed around with uh, massive cat head biscuits. That's what we call them, size of cat heads. Um, These cat head biscuits. And people just reach out and grab a biscuit, put it on their plate, and then eventually somebody with another cart that's got um, pictures of gravy. Um, And they're labeled. You can see like this haphazard masking tape with uh, a pen marking that says like spicy mild now the spicier kind has like a little orange tint to it and people are reaching out and grabbing these off the carts slopping some on there and there's another carts with eggs and a uh, little slices of the bacon and the guy says um, ten bucks a person all you can eat
2: Yeah.
1: I can eat a lot.
0: We'll see, buddy. We'll see. That's what they all say. As can I. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks at you and uh, he knows what's going on. He's like, listen. And he he bends over a little bit (laughs) and he goes, listen, you can pay the ten dollars. And You can do whatever you want with the biscuits and the gravy and the eggs. And he looks around and he gets real close and he says, I'm not cleaning up after.
1: Whatever do you mean?
0: (laughs) You're not the first mockery to come in here with the munchies. Okay? Yeah. So keep your mouth over your plate and we're not going to have a problem. Aye aye. (laughs) All right. So, 10 bucks, ladies and gentlemen. I think I see a seat over yonder in the corner. Have a good night. Uh, If you need anything to drink, my name is Tad.
3: Of course it is.
0: They call me Rad Tad. Rad Tad. And I make the meanest mimosa you've ever had in your life.
2: Well, three. we'll need we'll need 3 of those as
3: well. Yeah. 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 Or, or do you do pitches? pitches pictures of Pictures of, of mimosas? Yes.
0: Uh pictures of mimosas? Yes. I do do that. How much? It would be, let me carry the one. Uh Yeah, it's going to be a $20 picture of mimosas. Let's do it. Yeah. Line it up. That's 50 more
3: with three glasses. Yeah,
0: uh huh. Whoa, three glasses. I'm gonna have to charge you. (laughs) No, no, you're not.
3: (laughs) I'm not. not, I know I came from the deep country, but I'm not that that out of it. All right, let's do this.
0: You came from the deep country, yeah selling Marissa Tomei and my, my Uncle Vinny. That's
3: what they sound like in the deep country.
0: I <laughs> it's love all it. reversed. Okay.
3: New York is the deep country and uh, Bastion right. is southern. I don't know. Oh,
0: you blend. You blend. You blend. <laughs> you blend real good out there in the deep country, I bet. He, he gets the three glasses. You guys pay $50. And... <laughs> Nesbitt... For those of you listening uh at home, David, who plays Nesbitt, is visibly sweating over how much money is being spent after his bullet hole took out two hundred and fifty dollars from this case of twenty thousand and for a penny and for a pound it is on yeah, let's just do this so we're looking at where are we at we're about three. 330 360 like it
3: uh it is uh 340 yeah
0: you guys haven't had $340 in a real long time nope no or all yeah, you can I eat mean, biscuits
3: and gravy either so when, when, when we're we in. when we rolled 1d6
2: to see how much money we started with i thought oh maybe like $1 can actually get you quite a bit and now i'm learning that's not
0: no not no. anymore
3: now we were on the dregs
2: of our yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you're eating
0: cabbage soup and uh you know just oyster shells no oysters
2: right and uh, now i'm finding out like we didn't even have
3: enough money for a cab ride home so yeah
1: nope
3: our circumstances have changed
1: yeah.
3: um when he does serve us every there would somebody whoever mm-hmm. serves us serves us um i do ask if anybody knows of a good uh like hostel or something that we could stay at
0: uh, yeah, there's, you know, people are getting drunk and having a great time and, uh, they're like, Oh, whenever you get tired and they, they, there is a place, um, for like a buck a night. It's a cot. They're like, it's a warm place. Everybody looks out for each other. Nobody's going to touch your stuff. You can stay there.
2: Got it. Husband has already grabbed some biscuits and chowing poured oh, some yeah spicy gravy
0: spicy hmm. gravy it is let's see how hot it is it's mislabeled it's rather modern
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it doesn't make a tell with the taste buds.
0: Ah, this is it's not very good this is bland. yeah needs pepper uh mm-hmm. yeah and you guys have a good night and afterwards you're able to unless there's something you guys want to do uh Tremolo how does how does I, I, eating I, I, biscuits and gravy go for you
1: Oh it goes smashingly well I eat a lot of biscuits and gravy I have gravy all over me it's amazing it tastes perfection um but I'm also kind of bobbing the whole time we're walking around this place yeah. with the music and after I have a couple of eight biscuits smothered in two kinds of gravy i pop up with my violin and just start playing with everyone and (laughs) go around okay bob over to the um to where the band is to play with them
0: all right uh give me another charisma check we'll see how this goes tremolo is like feeling it tonight
1: is this 3d6 Cause I am kind of a stranger, just... Uh, yeah,
0: you just kind of popped off there. I'm going to have to say, yeah, it's going to be a regular 3D6 one. Eight. Nice. Eight again. Uh, Yeah, you hop up there, and at first there's that kind of like, hey, man, get off the stage. And then they're like, man, this guy can play. Let's go. And it's, it sounds like the, you know, somebody's got like a steel guitar, and it starts sounding like that song from Back to the Future 3. That's exactly Tom's what I playing. had in my head. Uh, They're playing that song
4: and uh, uh,
0: Christopher Lloyd's dancing around really ridiculous with Mary Steen's version. Uh, Yeah. You have a great time. You guys, you become uh, actually kind of the talk of the, uh, the, uh, the bar and um, somebody offers a couch for you all to stay in. So you don't have to spend that three dollars.
3: Oh yay! We saved three bucks, guys. And <laughs> it's that's ten fifty. save
0: three. That's a little favor from this DM to you, my players,
1: <laughs> and you <he> just sucked <laughs> hundreds of dollars from us. Hey, here's three dollars back, you guys. Three uh, dollars
0: back. That's uh, you know, think nothing of it.
1: I was gonna also say when everybody's like wrapping shit up, Tremolo's still like, let's go down, guys. We're we gonna play another one uh it 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 nose dives
0: into like no man we're (laughs) tired take that guy's couch good night
1: let's let's go okay let's go tomorrow night right (laughs) everyone's back here
3: (laughs) oh he's found his forever home jay we gotta get him out of this situation with rad
0: tad (laughs) says hey buddy you played pretty good and you—you you, you didn't leave a mess.
1: We had For a mock myself.
0: hedgehog in here two weeks ago, and uh, you know, we almost had to beat the stuffing out of him. Like I'm being real with you, um, um I wouldn't do that because I'm a pacifist. But you know, I would have threatened it sternly. If you want to come back here and play you should i think there's some people who would really like to uh would really like to see your kind of music
1: oh great i would like that very much <laughs> <A> rad tad
0: <laughs> that's me yes and you all
1: thank you for an amazing night
0: you are very welcome
1: best mimosa i've ever tasted i'm
0: closing up the bar now
1: one more mimosa no nope? nope. okay
0: everybody before we get to the rest of this episode i just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support gail and i really love making this podcast and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff we've been doing on youtube and if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation you absolutely can just open up another tab and go to patreon.com get out of depth and you can lend us a hand monetarily we're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. Any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com getoutofdepth get out of depth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude. But who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand and you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash get out of depth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with. Thank you all so much for listening this far. Holy shit. And uh, now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way, let's get back to the rest of the episode. I prepared a bunch of stuff today. None of it was any of that. (laughs) All right. So you officially have survived your first day on the job. The snow has stopped. It's brighter outside because the sun is reflecting off all that white snow. So the, the light. Coming in through the windows is all that kind of refraction light, that intensified bright daylight that happens in the winter. Um, That has super bright days, but only for a small amount of time. Uh, And you guys were sleeping on the uh, couch and floor of one of the patrons of the greasy mandolin from the night before, who really liked Tremolo's playing, saving you all three whole dollars. Out of the several hundred that you spent. And I tell you what I'm going to do. What do you guys want to do? Because we've been discussing. You you all have been discussing options. And yeah, I kind of
2: imagine we, last night over even biscuits, we might have been like kind of chatting a bit about what, what we would be doing the next day.
0: So what is the plan? Because I believe the options were that I saw getting kind of tossed around was, do we want to take this money back to Mr. Dick? That seems like not going to happen because Tremolo's is very suspicious of him, which has stirred a little bit of suspicion in Nezzy hearing that Tremolo had been possibly set up by Mr. Dick before. This would be the second time. Um, so going back to Mr. Dick isn't an option. What are we doing?
2: <clears throat> well, uh, I will say, whenever I have a near-death experience, and this is my fourth, I do go on a lucky streak. I think if we uh, if we uh, went to the marble races or rolled some dice, we could double this,
1: and then we could pay back Mr. Dick and have enough money to do whatever we want. I I kind of thought about, um, you know, putting the money towards supplies and um, working to gain momentum, you know, and more money. But um, that sounds a lot easier. So
3: let's do that. I'm fine with maybe getting a few more supplies. I mean, we had to do what we had to do, but we could maybe do what Nezzy's saying, at least with some of it. I mean, for fast cash, because you were talking about doing interest and that takes some time or like we were maybe thinking about, you know, doing, you know, you were saying like work. And I think that's going to take a long time. And I also think that Mr. Dick's going to come and look him for us. So I don't think we can necessarily go work, but. We we could definitely get some, some supplies and we could definitely go gamble. Oh, I almost totally forgot because we had so
1: much fun at the Greasy Mandolin. Um, I had an, a wonderful conversation with Anita at the farm last night, and we rode a horse and um, we had a great time. Um, And uh, the horse was lovely. It was this like greyish, it's like smoky colour. And I rode for quite a long time. It was very, very nice. Uh, good.
3: You didn't uh, mention me, right? No,
1: I, I don't believe I did. We talked about Nessie a bit. She was very interested in um, how you were, got yourself shot. Um, what did you tell her? I was, you should have seen me. I really, I really got around that one really well. I mean, my words were like good ones. And um, <laughs> I don't think she's expected a thing. But um, we got on some pretty good terms with each other. And she said, Uh, that if we ever needed help, that we could come to her. Um, uh, I'm not saying that this is the moment that we need to come to her, but um, uh, I thought you should know. I'm very excited.
0: Nezzy and Sally both know that Anita Indigo, who runs the Indigo Ranch, is a feared member of the Hackway Heights underworld. And the fact that he was having a conversation with her might be a little alarming
3: yeah
2: um is she someone that we would fear that would like sell this information that she gained to others or something you're not sure we fear her we're not sure what she would do with
0: you're not sure
3: do we know or or do yeah do we know her connection if any to dick
0: no no you wouldn't know that you would know that she's been um very much uh, a part of this area and it may be concerning that dick is here
3: okay
2: it may he's be been concerning on... to her that dick is yeah like expanding his territory you mean
0: yeah
3: okay yeah cuz this yeah okay you
0: could you could possibly so he's been on the that. coast and yeah.
3: she's and he's moving inland where she is okay okay that uh, could be an ally
2: Tremolo, you should know that uh your new friend anita is uh of not someone that uh normal people would want to mess with she can be a powerful ally but she could also be a powerful enemy
1: oh i could see that she she was a very strong presence about her um uh, I could tell she she meant business. Um uh, she's a very lovely woman as well. Um great with horses. You guys should take a ride sometime too. I'm telling you. We they've got a lot of land around there. We could go on some horse rides and just enjoy ourselves. Do you feel better today, Nessie? Uh physically,
2: but uh I I I think we have to really be worried about our lives at this juncture because we're going to be we're wanted people i'm I'm concerned with a lot more than horse rides right now because people there's a lot of money missing there's people dead and we're one of four people we're three of four people that know uh the most about what has happened here and we're we're in a lot of danger
0: and then that's when you hear a crack of an egg and the sizzle of a pan in the kitchen Hope you guys like eggs. <laughs> just hear, That person's just hearing all
1: of <laughs> that. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh,
2: so we, we, we know this person moderately well at this point. Who, who is who is this person's couch that we're staying? Uh,
0: yeah, let's find out their name. Their name is...
3: Brad. Brad. Brad.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tad's <laughs> cousin. Uh, her name's shira No, oh, even better. Her name is shira She's got um uh long braided hair. It's like six different braids. Uh three on each side of her head. Um each braid is a different color. Uh green, yellow, blue. And she says, Sounds like you guys are uh in a bit of a pickle.
2: We actually just like to have uh, little exercises where we where we talk about different hypothetical situations and what we do with it. Little role playing, if you would say.
0: No, it's fine. That's not really my scene, so I don't really care that much.
2: Your discretion is appreciated, Shira.
0: Thank Tremolo. He plays beautifully. That kind of artistry, that kind of artistry needs to be protected. She scrapes him eggs onto everybody's plates
1: thank you so so much she read
2: the only thing he does better than play violin is throw a bomb you should have seen him
3: next
4: <laughs> we established discretion
3: yes but bombs <laughs> kind of changed the level of discretion man does this mean we can talk about anything? Are we able to talk about the money?
0: <laughs> and she says, I counted that stuff last night.
3: <laughs> Wait, Tremolo, I thought you were awake last night. You don't sleep, I was, right?
1: I, I did a few laps outside um, oh at one point. Um, I went to check to see if anyone was still around the greasy mandolin because...
0: Flashback to Tremolo standing outside the greasy mandolin and Rad Tad on the second floor going, Go home! It is four in the morning. Um, Good night, Red Tad. <laughs> cut back to you guys in Shira's living room. I just realized I named her Shira. Uh, like fucking Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that was an in- incident uh, that Princess I didn't uh, do on purpose. Uh, and she says, um, yeah, okay. Um, you know, again, not my, not my problem. You guys do whatever you guys want to do. Personally, like, I say spend it on your friends and loved ones.
3: What a
2: lovely, lovely sentiment.
0: Isn't that what we're supposed to do, is spend it on our friends and loved ones? That's what you'd think. That's what you'd
1: think. I'm with you, Shira. And I throw eggs in my mouth.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I, like, start to take whatever (laughs) fell out of his mouth and, like, scoop it onto my plate.
0: (laughs) So, what are you guys going to do?
2: Well, we could either, uh go and uh, test our luck, or we could arm ourselves to the teeth. I I think those are probably the two options that... uh,
3: Or a combination.
2: Or a combination, but...
0: We
3: could also think about talking to Anita. But I would arm ourselves to the teeth first.
0: Okay. Uh, You hear a click of a radio in the kitchen. And there's like this nice little boppy music playing. Uh, some jazz and uh, that radio broadcast cuts out and uh says breaking news Alderman Oglesby was found murdered in the Freehold area we've been told suspects have been identified by a young child who lived nearby <laughs> <laughs> more oh. is this breaking news unfolds thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers (laughs) (laughs) and then the jazz comes back on and she's like that's crazy right guys yeah alright now we have to make a decision what are you guys doing first you said you guys wanted to, to ensure your safety you wanted to get some stuff like some equipment. So, and then second thing you're going to do is you're going to go to the marble races at the Gallagher Glassworks and bet on some marble races.
2: I, after getting shot, I'm definitely trying to, you know, almost like get something where, where like almost some body armor, maybe something that, uh, if I get shot again, I would have some more, uh, hit protection.
3: Or would you like a potion that makes your skin harder so you can still be shirtless? (laughs) That. Yeah, that would (laughs) be (laughs) be (laughs) ideal. A permanent... I feel like he wants to be shirtless. (laughs) Yeah, if I could turn into Colossus
1: at will, that would be... Yeah. Just make sure those tattoos are still on there. There has not been a Colossus design where he has tattoos. Right? There should be. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's like a liquid metal... uh,
3: I feel like his skin would react as soon as you try to give him a tattoo. You know, like it would just harden up.
1: Can he just not do that?
3: I, mean, I don't know.
1: He has control over it. You know, he okay, he decides. Okay. But
3: we've you know, gone into X Men.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Lock it in. <laughs> but would... That's the thing.
3: That's but that's a cool thing. It's liquid metal.
1: He could go Colossus and have somebody just paint on him, spray paint and stuff, and then it goes away. And he doesn't have any tattoos. He's like, "Hey, I'm a straight laced dude <clears throat> until I'm Colossus." And that's not the right word. What is it? I am Colossus. So I like to my old life.
0: <laughs> Well, like Something... I am the Colossus. Isn't that how they do it? Isn't that how they do it in the <laughs> X Men cartoon?
1: <laughs> He's not like he
0: doesn't sound badass at all. And then they finally yeah. show him. I and am then nice. At the end of the episode, they're like, "Hey, do you want to join the X Men?" And he was like, "Bess, I'm going to <laughs> work on this <laughs> farm with this yak," and that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of don't feel bad. You're like, that's not the Colossus I really wanted, but whatever. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. That's how it always went. They'd introduce a new X-Men. You'd be like, that's a guy. And then use him for an episode, maybe a two-parter. And then they would be like, let's take that guy away. Like, that's the end. We're never going to draw him again. I was like, why wouldn't he join? I have things to do. Not really. (laughs) Not really.
3: No, people have lives, Jay. People don't all, like, go, I want to be the X-Men.
0: Okay. All right. Back on track. (laughs) It's goddamn X Men talk. All right. So you're looking for some kind of armor. So you go and you guys are. Is there anything else? Is the armor you're looking for like something that, like a plate or something that can protect you, a vest?
1: I also think we need, you know, we've got two pistols, but not a whole lot to do with those of like, cause these have to have powder
3: and. Yeah, I know, think you all have like enough for and a ramrod. One round each or something. Right, like or if there's like new developments
2: in weaponry that involve technology, like some some like gigantic metal fists that I can, I can bash people with.
1: But this is the thing, like the way this place works, this isn't like we're going to be able to be like uh, oh, there's an armory with everything that we want. Yeah. This is like, oh, here's a shop that has some of these kinds of specific things and we can turn that into what we want or something like that. Right.
0: Uh, Maybe. Yeah. I'm just kind of taking in what you guys are looking for. So you're looking for possibly something that can protect you. And then I'm hearing from Nezzy that he wants something, maybe some kind of weapon.
3: It Sounded like he wanted like gauntlet fists that make him like punch harder. Yeah, with, electri- and then uh, with electricity too. Tramolo was looking for more powder and shot or so- better guns
1: not mm-hmm. to go back to marvel but you want shocker gloves
3: <laughs> basically spider-man
1: from spider-man yeah, villain shocker
0: gloves. gloves is that what we're saying that's what you want yeah. you want to be
1: able to punch a bus you know moved. i just want like you know that you know the, the you just have to make sure that you put your dampener i've been on subscribing first. to
2: you know a weapons you know a subscription like you know like a little sears catalog for a long time <laughs> and i'm just <laughs> always perusing the new stuff. And, you know, I want that really flashy thing yeah. that I've just always been you, like, if I have enough money.
0: I should point out, you do have this iron hand.
3: That's right.
0: Um, From uh Merkin. Merkin's iron hand. Yeah. Speaking of Colossus. So if, that,
2: if that could be adapted. So is it, but is that a hand that like, is it like solid or is it like, is it really like a gauntlet? Like something I could For slide For Trimolo,
0: he could slide his hand into it.
1: Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That sounds pretty
0: cool, yeah. For the rest of you guys, you'd have to cut your hand off. Not
1: feeling
3: it. That.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> that doesn't sound as
0: good. <laughs> Listen, if you really want it, you cut your hand off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you really, really want it, you'd go get this taken care of and cut your hand off. <laughs> all right, I guess you don't want it. That's fine. That's fine.
2: I actually originally had Nezzy as someone that actually only had one hand. But then <laughs> so I realized I had a squid hook and I couldn't even use it. So Yeah, like, two-ha- two-handed guess, like, weapon that I can't I use because I only have one hand. I shouldn't make that part of my backstory.
0: He's like, uh, yeah, he's he's hooking him with one arm and like bending it around the other. He's like that yeah. one-handed pitcher who's able to like put his yeah. glove. What was that dude's name? You, remember, you know what I'm talking about? The I Major know. League Baseball pitcher I mean, who had one arm And he had a glove, and he was able to throw it and then get his glove on to field Mm -hmm. immediately. Did he actually make
2: make it to the majors?
0: Yes, he did. For a while. Really? What was that dude's name? I wish I knew. All right. So here's what we're going to do. You guys go out on the town. Gail, roll a D6 for me. Oh, well, don't lie. Yeah, you did. It's always you.
1: We're sitting here oh, thinking oh, that's going to be like Pretty Woman or something. We're just going to go
3: shopping. <laughs>
0: yeah. Why, why is it like Pretty and then, Woman? And then,
3: like Pretty Woman, we all walk into shopping. these shops and they go, you're, yeah. "You don't want your kind here."
4: I'm also <laughs> Huge.
3: This is Rodeo Drive, and you're a hooker. Do they know so, she's a so prostitute
0: like. by looking at her? They're like.
3: they say like oh you can't yeah they say she can't afford any of it like this isn't your style
1: she doesn't fit in so they and that's exactly what's going to happen to us here we were going to go shopping and then something's going to come and smack us in the face and say all right
0: yeah let's see what happens oh my god what are the odds what are the odds God, is it a triceratops (laughs) all right we don't know what's in this world here's the good news (laughs) nothing's going to happen. But I am going to say you walk by a park. And at that park, you can see clearly these children playing at this park. And there's snow on the ground from the day before, except for a little patch of ground that looks like it's been freshly dug up. And it looks like these children that are playing tag in this idyllic park are walking over what looks to be a spot where somebody's been buried. So you guys walk to the shop. Uh, we're going to leave that out there for you guys to investigate on a different day um, or never come back to ever again. Uh, and
1: uh, just so we remember, where, where was this location we're flying past? Yes, between the greasy mandolin and
0: wherever the shop is. So as you're wrapping around okay. south, if you want to look at it now, you can look at it now.
3: Uh, yeah, I have a bad feeling. I want to like, I want to take a look. They're they're shopping. I, I'm just like, you all go on. Okay. It's the opposite. Usually the woman's trying yeah. to like drag her husband, into
0: yeah. these two, <laughs> oh, she's doing it like. I'm just gonna sit here in this <laughs> massage chair. How about that?
3: Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to check out this, this
0: burial ground. All right. The two of you head off to the shop. Sally, you go to this part and you see it's fresh ground. Like it's been And it, you, like what's confusing about it is that it's cold. Yeah. Like the ground should be frozen. Yeah. And the kids are playing. Hey, lady. And somebody like tags you. You're it.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. I was checking out what happened here. Did you all play in
0: the dirt? And the kid tags you and says, you're it. And then you hear all the other kids say, you're it, you're it, you're it, you're it. And there's like a group of kids about a dozen and a half on slides and swings. And they're all chanting. You're it, you're it, you're it, you're it
3: take my pitchfork out and do a little flourish. <laughs> I am, am I?
0: And everybody stops. The people on the swings stop. And they're all staring at you. You should go. Why?
3: Wow.
0: We thought you wanted to play. but we...
3: I did want to play.
0: And you have a pitchfork out, right? That's what we're saying? say not like that you play rough
3: how do you play
0: and the way they're talking is like one person starts a sentence and another kid finishes the sentence
3: you play rough
0: (laughs) we don't like you anymore
3: I start using my pitchfork to dig some of the dirt
0: they get up screaming (laughs) and these 18 children are going to swarm at you what do you do
3: okay all right how close am i to the entrance to the park
0: save the master and they all run forward
3: oh my gosh are there real freaking vampires in this park (laughs) um okay um yeah how far away am i from the entrance
0: to the park yeah uh you're like midway into the park so i mean you're like i don't know 40 feet Okay, that's what I thought.
3: Um, how many kids between me and the
0: entrance? Uh, they're, you're in between them and the entrance. Okay. So the entrance is to your back, and these kids are in front of you. They're rushing.
3: I'm going to do a couple cool little backflips and a cartwheel. Yeah, you are. Out. I mean, I don't need to. It's more just to impress the kids and maybe appease
0: them. And so you book it and head out of the park. You make it past that gate and they all rush up and none of them will cross.
3: Do I notice anything weird about them?
0: They have dark circles Besides. around their Gosh. eyes. Um Do
3: they have pointed teeth too? No.
0: No pointed teeth. Okay. It is daytime.
3: Not not they're not nosferatu kids. Um. Or Nosferatu. too. That's what I was thinking of. No. Dark circles. Okay. <laughs> well we'll play next time, okay?
0: They all rush up to the gate and go <laughs> as you walk off. All right, yeah, that's enough of that. And uh
4: yeah.
0: uh Tremolo and Nezi are in a shop um that is a um uh kitchen supply and, and uh armory store.
2: What a duo. Wow. yeah.
0: So it's like metal, scrap metal of broken appliances that have been reformed into, uh, they look like Kevlar vests that you can strap over yourself and buckle in. The prices are not cheap. (laughs) Uh,
3: What's not cheap? Yeah, I'll
2: I'll walk up to the shop owner and it's like... uh... Show me the the nicest piece you have in form in in terms of uh, protection, please. Oh,
0: yeah. So what we got over here is we've got now this is the old model, and he's pointing at this like what looks like a trash can um, that's been turned upside down and with holes cut out of it. And then that was last year's model. Okay, hmm. we sent it through a couple of our guys to uh, kind of make it a little bit more form-fitting for the modern man, right? So uh, let me take you over to here, to today's model. And it is the front door of an oven, uh, like a small oven that has buckles all over it to strap it across your chest. So if you like ovens, and who doesn't, And you feel like whenever you put your turkey in that oven, that turkey is safe and protected. And that oven protects the heat from the rest of your house. Now you have that on your whole chest.
1: I'm really interested in that turkey.
0: (laughs) No, there's no turkeys here. It's Uh, just the door to the oven.
1: Misunderstood. It's okay. What are we here to get, Nezzy?
2: I was looking for uh, some, you know, some body armor of types. Uh, I, we happen to live in a less than a desirable area, and just for the protection of myself as I walk around, I wanted something very secure, something, uh, something wearable that uh, could really protect me
1: if I was ever per se shot. It looks like that's the thing. It
3: protects turkeys, and it sounds like it would protect you from like hot stuff too, like a like a bomb
0: maybe you seem dubious friend and i understand
2: yeah i i just you know i'm sure that's the stuff that you would show to just the average joe that walks in i don't want to be that person i want i want some high-end stuff well what do you have uh now that uh, now
0: that we're talking and he yells in the back ronnie ronnie get that thing you were working on all right pal my yeah. son ronnie Is working on something real special now. This would be next year's model. Okay. And you're welcome to try it. And test it out. A prototype of sorts. A prototype of sorts. Now, my son, Ronnie, he's a bit of a genius. Okay. If I do say so myself, it comes from my side of the family. All right.
2: My boy and your boy would get along just well.
0: Yeah. A father, father to father. I hang on just a second, Ronnie. And this uh, kid with glasses comes in, hair all mussed up. He's got black marks all over his face from like soot and uh, ash. And he he comes in. And he he has um, this uh, shield, and it is uh, has a flat surface. It's kind of like a uh, almost like a teardrop kind of shield he says you could strap this onto your arm and it could work just as well as the oven door but now you don't have all that weight hanging from your chest your traps get all tight your neck hurts whenever you're sleeping and look at you and he points at your arms you strap to this to one of your arms i can tell you're a hard-working guy look at those calluses look at your calluses that's
2: right. I've worked with my hands every day of my life.
0: One of these days, my son, Ronnie, is going to have calluses just like you. God willing.
2: Yeah, my, my boy Barney, he, he's always good at t- figuring out how to work with some newfangled technology to, to improve little gadgets and, and do things that I've, I've never been able to. That's not how my mind works, but that's how his works. And it seems like uh, you're that type of lad.
0: Ronnie and Barney, we should set them up with a play date or something, don't you think?
1: We
2: should. You
0: guys, you want to do a play date? And Ronnie is 15 years old and he's like, shut up. <laughs> try the shield. And he they strap the shield on Yeah. And they put the shield on you. Now this shield is considered bulky. So the okay. issue becomes if you want the armor, you're not going to be able to use the squid hook.
2: Yeah. Uh, bulky doesn't necessarily mean it's two handed though. Like I, I could still wield the gun.
0: You could wield with, the gun, right? Yeah, sword. yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: You could be the shield uh, gun guy.
2: The shield gun guy. Yeah. And and what exactly does this shield do?
0: Uh, The shield I... is a plus one armor. Yeah. So any damage I would do. So if I rolled a three, the damage done to you would be two.
2: That's handy. Yeah,
0: and uh, they said uh, they they tell you the price for this because they're like working it down until to just the the bare essentials. It's two hundred dollars. Two
2: hundred dollars. Uh, well, this seems like a delightful product. Since it's a prototype, would say if uh, you know I could uh, you know come back to you and let you know how it's working for some type of discount. You know, as some sort of uh, uh, trial period.
0: Like a loner.
2: Well, I, I, you know, I just, I know this is next year's model. So I just want to, you know, it's good to have people that test out your product to let you know how things work in actual danger. And believe me, you know, the area we live in is quite dangerous.
0: Do a charisma check.
2: Uh, A nine.
0: Which is under your, yeah. Uh, yeah. He says, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll give it to you for the week.
4: Hmm.
0: For a hundred. For a hundred? But you gotta bring it back. And... You got a deal. I need a little collateral. Something that you'll come back for. That way you don't get a shield for a hundred dollars and take it to my competitors.
2: I see. And, uh... What what would work as collateral in this situation?
0: Something that means something to you.
2: I have this bag. <laughs> no, actually, I need that bag.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that tears all my things.
0: I was really excited about the bag. <laughs> Is there anything in the bag I could have? You'll get it back after a week.
2: You gonna yeah, use that squid I'll pay the two hundred. I'm I'm emotionally attached to everything I have. I have very little.
0: Well. Say Lavi. And two hundred dollars from the twenty thousand dollar party fund. Alright, was there anything else you guys wanted to give before we move on to Gallagher Marbles?
1: Do you have anything for me,
3: sir?
0: And he looks down at you.
3: And, um... He's a lot stronger than he looks, by the way.
0: Yeah, I bet he is. Are you looking for something to protect that, uh... That felt flesh of yours? Yes. Hmm. Let me see what I can cook up here. And he goes down into his, uh... His wares. And he pulls out a helm. And he says, I feel like you could wear this. And it can protect your uh, your melon. And look I at see. this. And he there's like a knob on the right-hand side. And it clicks. And he goes, Ronnie had this installed. A lot of people don't have anything like this. And he pulls out an antenna from the side and clicks a little knob. And you can hear the radio. He's like, most people have to have big boxes, you know, to get the radio signal. He can get them so that you can walk around with them. I've been working out to it. I like this very much. May I try it on? Yeah. And he nestles it on your lizard head.
1: What do you think, Nizzy? It's quite dashing. It is.
0: How much is it? Uh, I mean, that's got the radio in it and everything. It's going to have to be about
2: 250. Can you hear the radio pretty well? I mean, does it fit your uh, where where exactly are your ears? Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh, they're talking about us again. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Um can, can he change stations?
0: Yeah, there's a second dial, like one dial's volume on the right hand side, and there's a, a second dial on the other ear that's that's uh networks. Frequency. Frequency, right. yeah. And you can hear them talking about um, all the legislation that uh, Oglesby passed. And that's like the measure of his greatness, is how much legislation he passed. And so they're just listing dryly uh, all these bills, just the numbers.
3: Bill 1121367, Bill 1121368. Yes.
0: Yeah. How much protection would this It would get- also be a plus one. So you have a radio plus an armor, one armor. Which effectively doubles your ability to get My it right HP.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean if if you guys wanna spend the money on it.
0: Everybody's spending money, man. Let's go.
1: Yeah, but Tremolo still feels kinda like a not just because he's little, but also because he's a mockery. He just kind of feels like a child, you know. Like he doesn't feel like he can do anything with this money himself.
0: So Sally, mark two fifty from the, put it on the uh, the old spreadsheet.
3: Done.
0: Have you guys blown through a Thank thousand you- yet? We're getting close. No. No. no, no, not even close. Okay.
3: No. We could buy a couple other pieces on if I okay.
0: Uh, yeah. Are we Are we good? Yeah. All right. you need anything Sally
3: no I'm good I got everything I need in my bosom
2: here you, you wouldn't no. happen to have any ammunition for uh, a pistol like this one would you
0: hey this is an armory and cookingware store sir
2: I don't know what you have in the back
0: it's just my son Ronnie
2: <laughs> just Ronnie
1: we met Do you Ronnie Nizzy happen- we met Ronnie we know he's the one in the back.
3: <laughs> do you happen to have any dish detergent? That we have. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll take some of that. Okay. And maybe do you have like a? Never mind. We'll make something
0: work. He said, "I'll throw in a, a packet of dish detergent for the." Oh, thank you. Thank that's you. That's another little gift from this GM to you guys. I'm not gonna. We've make saved pay. about
3: four bucks after we spent seven hundred and ninety dollars. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> let's see discount. how these races go all right <laughs> we're gonna move forward to Gallegay glassworks that evening are
3: we taking the are we taking the hackway? uh
0: yeah and because you guys already didn't encounter this session i'm not gonna make you do another roll uh you guys are gonna make there it's another 15 market marked and uh you all make your way to galagay glassworks and uh It is towards the end of the evening. You can see workers setting up these huge copper racetracks made of copper piping that they're fitting and placing, and uh, people are pulling up these bleachers. Um, This place uh, creates stained glass windows, so you see these beautiful stained glass windows in the factory, and this building produces stained glass objects, bottles that then get sent to uh, different uh, soda companies. And some of these factory workers exit the building and they literally go to a counter and get chips to start betting on the marble races with their their paycheck for that day. And you see a lot of people are coming up and it's a buzz of activity. This is like the place to be in the evening for some of these folks. It's a little cold, but that doesn't stop people because the activity is so fun. Um, You guys get up there and you see uh, a sheet of some of the races happening for that evening the first race is between five marbles they are Rocket Vroomer Devastator Harpy and Equinox and they are, each of those five names has a set of odds next to them okay Rocket is three to one. Vroomer, six to one. Devastator, also six to one. Harpy, seven to one. Equinox, eight to one.
2: <laughs> so, whatever we put down on that, that would show if we put it on Rocket and it was correct, we would triple our menu.
0: Uh Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: I I I saw some horse races once and I I mean you we we usually look back on the breeding and everything um how do you make a marble like do we know their mommies and their daddies and stuff
2: Yeah so what do these marble races look like
0: So it is kind of like um they, they there is a, a a pit at the top and everything is it's gravity based right and you can see people like running oils across these copper pipes to make them nice and slick. And these marbles are released and then they run down a funnel. And then there's like t- branches where the marbles can go in different directions, but the distances are always equal. And they run down these spirals and these other funnels. And you, you can hear like a ding, 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 ding. These little practice runs and stuff that people are doing just to just to make sure the track is right. And they cross a little finish line where their owners are waiting for them.
2: And what would make a good marble? Like, why, why would it not be that these were all had the same odds of winning?
0: These marbles are made by different um, glass blowers, who take pride in their ability to make the proper sized marbles density sveltness. some of them feel like if you have a more dense marble that gravity will affect it better it'll maybe push some of the other marbles out of the way Mm -hmm. others like uh, uh, less dense marbles speed that kind of shit some kind of pseudo physics that I don't understand that I'm making up on the fly with you right now.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So that's the mommies and the daddies is the glass blowers. Yeah. Okay. So we're betting more on the glassblower techniques. Yeah.
0: You see these the people walking up okay. with these wooden boxes and they open uh, the box and there's like a velvet lining and a little circular inset where they pluck out Devastator and it's this dark black eye with a red cat eye slit in the middle of it. And the the guy holds it up he's the skinny guy in overalls um, with like patches of hair on his face and a baseball cap and he you know he's trying like you can see like he's imagining he's a medieval knight or something and he's like holding it up he's like Devastator (laughs) is here (laughs) bow to his power so that was Devastator most of the other ones a little less fanfare
3: Oh, so so, Devastator is the favorite.
0: Uh, Devastator, uh, no, Rocket is anymore. just
3: the coolest. But I know. I was gonna say Rocket's the favorite. He's hyping himself up. Yeah. Devastator's, Devastator's the favorite. Up. Okay, yeah. okay. So is this
1: place pretty packed right now?
0: Yeah, it's pretty busy.
1: Yep.
3: Um, Should we watch a couple and get to know the, the marbles? I assure you,
0: you want to sure. get in on these races first.
3: Who is talking to me? Jay is.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is, I only have uh, so many
0: of these is... races set up. Uh, I don't want to waste. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I don't want to waste let's rocket. Let's let Devastator and
3: Equinox do their thing, and we'll wait for them. Oh, <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Uh, let me pull that curtain uh, closed again. Yeah, you guys watch like a practice race, and some stuff happened. The Devastator race is later that you will bet on.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: um, I just feel supremely un- <laughs> disqualified for figuring this out.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so i guess and and with that i'm gonna i'm gonna go behind the curtain here and sure. ask is there a way that we could get an advantage roll or anything if we do something that you you think deserves an advantage yeah. sure. okay so um because you're saying that it's the the place is packed and everything mm-hmm. uh tremolo tugs on nezzy's pants hey, nezzy Can you hold me up for a moment, please? Of course. Thank you. Hey, he's looking around everywhere, and he's looking for who would seem to be, like, the ritziest, like, people who would know the most about, that you can tell they're here all the time, they're in the special box seat, and all of that. He's looking for those people.
0: Yeah, I think you can see that there is... Not necessarily box seats, but it's like, imagine if you ever went to like a baseball game or a soccer game or something where there's those parents that have the tent, like the stand that props up and they can sit under it and they've got the shade. They don't have an umbrella. They have a whole structure that they just fold out before the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's, there's a group like that and you can see, um, they're not necessarily like ritzy looking. They're more like they're, they're all going over notes together. Everybody else is just kind of like chatting and drinking beers and, you know, I'll put five on it or whatever. And these people over there, like looking at the track, they're taking notes and then they're comparing it. They seem like a little club that does this often.
1: Hey, thank you, Nizzy. Uh, you could put, plop
0: me down now. <laughs> thank you. Um,
1: would you please hold my helm for a moment? I'm going to do a little reconnaissance. Um, uh, Actually, if you hold that up a little high so I can see my antenna, I'll be able to find you again. Because <laughs> it's very hard down here. And he just like scampers away <laughs> between
0: everybody. You I Come over there and there's just like kind of statistician nerds, the kind of people you'd see at, um, at baseball games, doing like fantasy baseball, the ones who know all the checking all the boxes. Mm -hmm. They can do the scorecards and stuff. And, uh, so
1: he's, he's trying to be stealthy about this to just kind of be close enough that he can hear their conversation and act really cool. Like he's doing something else. Yeah.
0: They say that they like, they think the odds are right for rocket in the first. They all say, stay away from Equinox. It's a trap. They say the Equinox one's for suckers. And then they said in race two, the marble known as deviant caress is a sham. And that's what you're able to kind of discern from it before it becomes like information overload. And you're like, I can't remember all these things they are saying cool. You can get those three bits. All right. And then
1: I scamper back over to the crowd.
0: Okay. So David, it seems like this is kind of your, your baby, the gambling adventure. Have you selected which marble? I'm sure Tremolo imparts this information to you all. Are we going with rocket rumor? Devastator. Harpy or equinox.
2: <laughs> you know, the odds are on rocket. If we want to play it safe, there's something in my gut telling me Vroomer's going to win. What do you think? <laughs>
3: You know, I was looking at the odds, and if we get bet $1,000 on each marble, really Rocket is the only one we'd lose money on. So we'd bet like $5,000, and then you get 6000 for Vroomer, 6000 for for uh, Devastator, 7000 for Harpy, and 8000 for Equinox.
2: That's not how gambling works. You gotta go with your guess. and You gotta
3: put <laughs> <fit> all <laughs> of your eggs in a basket. And you gotta oh, cheer. It's oh, gotta mean something.
2: Oh, it's gotta mean something. You, you think down the stretch rumor and devastator are going for first and second. And you're just like, yeah, good for both. Have have a fun time looking. Yeah. Because
3: then you you you're happy all of what I've heard.
2: I've never gambled with a mathematician before. Oh. This is this is something else.
3: I like certainty. Uh. <laughs>
0: What's the pick, Nezzy? What's the play?
3: <laughs> he said Vroomer.
0: Vroomer?
2: I, I think 5,000 on Vroomer.
0: You're Five. putting 5,000
3: on Vroomer? We're going to be set.
0: Let's okay, go. Set. Let's go. He wants to wrap this up, right? He does. 5,000 times this. 6 is 30. That's oh, all of it, God. right? That's all of it. <laughs> and you hear... You hear uh you hear these people they get your five thousand this is like the most money they've seen bet on anything in a
3: long time oh shit we should not have and done they this. go
0: holy shit big spender over here can this you cover it, I'm can you, you whenever, cover
3: when, it?
2: When, whenever i have a near-death experience there's a there's a little flash of luck you
0: don't want to waste it and uh they go five thousand on rumor and everybody's going five thousand on rumor that's crazy that's crazy and you look over there and they're like Vroomer 5000 and this old man turns around with this oh no. uh this no. blue eyeball and he mm. plucks it out and he's like you're gonna get your money's worth son <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people start rushing over there and people are like a buzz they're going like Vroomer they want to see this guy hit big and there's like a couple of other people going like I hope, uh, I hope Vroomer blows it I hope you lose all that money <laughs> All right Vroomer, five thousand dollars
3: you should not have done that much money anyway.
0: you see these you see these di- these marbles rolling down, running through the track, zipping, zamming you know they're breaking into each other and they start heading towards the stretch and devastator starts colliding with marvels and spilling them out onto the ground and by itself devastator i told y'all makes it across the finish line in first place and you hear like this the only person yelling is the guy who owns devastator (laughs) and he's like devastator wins again motherfuckers And turns around and he's like, right, guys. And everybody is looking at you. Yikes.
4: I think we should
3: have gone with my plan.
0: Gail, Uh, I need you to mark $5,000 from the spreadsheet.
3: It was already done.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: I was worried about this. I was worried that that near-death experience wasn't close enough to death. I was worried about that. It's a good thing we can make it back. We can make it back. I, I've been in this situation before, and always bounce back for me. Fucking
0: a, let's do it.
2: Eighty percent of the time,
0: tremolo,
1: tremolo. You're picking the winner this time.
0: Well, oh, okay,
1: yeah. It's, I had some good intel on the the first one, but <laughs> 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 I,
2: I don't know if we did because v- your intel didn't
3: say nothing about Devastator.
2: So who are the five racers for the next one? Here,
0: there's Loopy, four to one. Deviant Caress, three to one. Dollars of Money, five to one.
3: (laughs) That sounds like us.
0: (laughs) Alucard's Mercy, nine to one. Oh, no. Ace Condor, six to one.
1: Dromolo,
2: you saved my life here. I, I think uh I think tremolo needs to pick it
1: i like the sound of loopy 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 for the
3: win can we go out how much are we betting? Guys, guys guys guys. i'm i'm really uncomfortable i'm afraid we're gonna get robbed if we keep throwing around so Dropped. much money yes um can we can we do less and let tremolo do it this time five hundred dollars yes please
1: five hundred dollars Yes. yes. You haven't marble race before.
2: Missing a zero. You're missing a zero.
3: No, no, no. We're,
2: yes. we're not even going to make back what we lost with that kind of bet. No. Do you understand?
3: What? Well, I...
0: How we much had... you got left, Sally? How much do you have left?
3: We have fourteen thousand. What's hundred and
2: ninety-five We've already dipped into this. We
1: need to leave so that we can be able to okay. give give Mr. Two, Mr.
2: Dick
1: 2000 two that's that's better that's better
3: thousand.
1: and all so right well that's it if that's, we win, it. We if, eight, if that's right. what we're doing
3: then this is it
1: if we lose we run away we don't walk oh, yes we run
0: so $2000 mm-hmm. we all agreed
1: yep yep on loopy loopy on loopy Yes, Tremolo walks it over and slaps it on the counter. $2,000 on Loopy, please.
0: Thank you, sir. Oh, shit. Big spender here. The little guy's got a wad. And uh, everybody's like, not as excited, but like a little bit like, hey, let's get it up for this this mock lizard dude and his big bet. You know what I mean? But there's kind of this hesitancy because they just watched Nezzy uh, lose his shirt. <laughs> um, you know, there's people just like, do you need a drink? Or like, you know. A help hotline that you can call? The Uh, answer is yes.
3: Wait, he needs a drink. Get him a drink.
0: They are racing down the track. And, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I love this game, dude. Uh, They are racing down the track. And you see this round, sparkly marble zipping it's not even close and it comes out the end and this guy with a pencil thin mustache and a gloved hand catches it and looks and he goes deviant caress wins again
1: (laughs) wasn't that the one
2: that
0: yes uh...
1: they said specifically (laughs) deviant caress was a loser (laughs) sham it was a shem.
3: They did.
2: Man. Sounds like those rich people don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I
3: think they were just talking out of their asses.
0: You you can hear that tent, like, blowing up. Motherfuck. You know, they're totally pissed. And everybody kind of looks back at you guys again. They're like, jeez. Lady, you going to bet anything?
2: <clears throat> now, honestly, once you lose big twice, the third one always hits. It always hits.
3: All right. Are they, a thousand. I, are we should,
2: a thousand. I think we should put it all. I think we need oh, to put it. All
3: we need to eat, man. Yeah.
2: But we're not gonna lose. With that attitude, if you if losing is not a possibility, you don't have to worry about what's gonna happen if you lose it. All
3: right, all right. Honestly.
2: Uh, As you
0: guys are having this conversation, there's these it's kinda like Pit Crew, but they're like kids. And they're coming in and they're waxing the track to make sure it's slick for the marbles. And one of the tracks Uh, collapses under the weight of a child who's, like, pressing it too hard. It's not a big deal. Like, the kid doesn't get hurt. But, like, you hear this guy yell, like, snap at this child. If you ever make a little mistake like that again, you'll be going to bed without any food for a week. Do you understand me, you little turd? Sorry. Sorry, sir. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make it right. He's like, forget it. Lewis, Jameson, you, fix this. Fix little Bonnie's mess. And Nezzy hears the name of his son. And when he turns around, this little boy with a cap and overalls with Marble Racing logo on the front looks up, and for the first time in a long time, father and son's eyes lock.